Welcome to The Solution, a real estate podcast for agents by agents, hosted by Jeff Seabock and Phil Sexton. Jeff and Phil run a residential real estate team that will close over $250 million worth of homes in 2018, and they are sharing their insights on growing a team and winning in the living room with actual buyers and sellers. Enjoy. And so today is an exciting version of our podcast because we're now using new technology to go live on Facebook. We're using a tool called BeLive. So wow. we'll have to uh, work through work with us through any technical glitches we have here. But uh, let's see how this thing goes. So trying out some new shoes. Yeah, new shoes. We'll see if they give us blisters. Yeah, where or... do we see the comments? I don't know yet. Let's oh. see if somebody I got one. Can viewer. someone comment? So yeah, we well, can somebody, see. I don't know. Give us right. a comment. Just wave or, you know, do something like that. I'm going to look to see if I can see. the. Is this, is this better on the Wi-Fi? I, we're going to find out today, Jeff. That's mm, why. Mm. This and is, I'm a little antsy today. This is how we roll, right? Let's just go live and see what happens. And so how about how about this comment? There you go. Question comment mark. from Facebook. Look at that. That's pretty oh, good. Show. Oh, great. All right. Sure. All right. Good deal. Anyway, thank you. All right. Kathy. So today's going to be an interesting. Yeah. Thank you for the comments. Today's going to be a. We're going to, you know, I don't know that Kenny will log in to see it, but what we like to do is review the different things, especially when a guest talks about very specific stuff. Because, I mean, he was gushing with great juices. And we like to slow it down, as you know, Mr. Sexton. I like to slow it down and review the different things. I mean, they probably could be about a whole month of podcasts in the different things that he covered because it was such a value-packed. Why I was so amped, so excited is because the the cooking was good. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it was shocking to me because – Keller Williams has been known to be a outbound call organization. Uh, cold calling? Cold calling. Expired? Expired, canceled. canceled. Call the ever-living crap out of your database. Circle farm? Like no, circle BP, what? Circle prospecting. Circle prospecting, right, around Canceled and expired. I mean, yes, and so it was a little bit of a surprise to hear Kenny say, he didn't use the words inbound marketer. No, he did. He just didn't use the word. He used the definition, <laughs> right? But he's an inbound marketer. Where yeah. He puts out, he's kind of, you know, I like that, that you put out pieces of content. I think consumers like that, that you put out content that attracts people to you rather than you going out to people in order to uh, ask them if they want you. Well, it's just a little more less I annoying. Think, well, no, I think it's putting oh. the consumer first because you're uh, you're saying I do this, this is great, call me, versus how about this? I'm calling you, and yeah, then I'm going to try and convince you to, yes. to to stay on to keep me on the phone versus hang up on me. Right. So it would. It's just I like not, it. I mean, I, that's why we, well, that's why we liked it. That's why we were, we compliment were, for Kenny yeah. is that I didn't expect that to come out of it, and uh, we got that, which was awesome. And maybe that's what he meant because one of the things that he threw out there was he was talking about how he roughed it through the beginning part of the business. I don't know if I interpreted it that well, and we're not going to call him and ask him, but he said, if you remember that, because I was complimenting how in the 0405 time frame that he was – he said that he had to seek out to see if he was doing a good job or not. Remember he said he went to the Brian Buffini training. Right. And that he had to be dragged there because he didn't take clothes to. to oh, he didn't want to go. He didn't want to go. And, and somebody forced him. Someone to. forced him. 
But I think that this is the first topic that I would like to talk about today because he said, you know, I didn't realize what I do not, I did not know right. was keeping me from growth. And we at the CBOC team see that a lot is that you're, we we open eyes. Well, you know, sometimes, sometimes it is. we can introduce some ideas. Well, I think it's that we're doing with the podcast. Agreed. We're it's opening the ideas. Changing and, minds. Yes. And it's hard because it can be a little off-putting because we feel as agents in our own skin that we're doing a great job. And when you – I know that I like to poke the bear – and when I poke the bear and say, you know what, maybe you're not doing the best job for your own clients, even though they're telling you you do a great job. What There's, do you mean you like to poke the bear? What are you talking about? I like, you like to call people out. Uh huh. You like to call out other agents uh -huh. for not doing for not putting the consumer first. Yeah, I like to call people out for everything. I mean, one day one day when someone goes to roast me, they're gonna have a lot <coughs> on the plate to roast. Because yeah. <laughs> nice. I'm one critical mother humper. Um, uh, I a, just that's am. That's a polite way to say yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. So um, Kathy said most agents do not realize what they do not know. And that is absolutely true. Look, I can yeah. even bring that comment on the screen. Wow. That's a fancy new. Yeah, most agents do not realize what they know. But that's what it was uh, nice. Hi, Mindy. But it was nice for it was nice for Kenny to say that because I don't think that people Tried. come on and say I would like. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I think it's, um, there's so much growth to get. All right. So here's, I got to give, I got to, um, so afterwards we were talking and you were like, there was nothing like that was such a great show. That was so great. Everything that he said was great. I was awed and by his greatness. You were awed by his greatness. Uh -huh. And, um, a part of what he said that you have been critical of from other agents came up. Yeah, and I glazed over it. <laughs> yeah, you didn't call him out, right? <laughs> well, it was funny because when Phil brought up to me, and I was like, you know what? You're right. I um, well, it's kind. I I like. I gave the analogy, right? Like, because I love analogies. And all right, but let's. Can we talk about what sure, that piece sure. is? Like, right, you have been critical when I've heard you say that for agents that used to take used to control the home search process. Right. We all used to control the home search process in the business before yes. the Internet yes. allowed consumers to shop yes. on their own. Yes. And you I've heard you critique agents that said, eh, you know, that really wasn't my job anyway. I'm here to be. Yeah. Your I'm just bullshit. I wasn't the one that was supposed to find your house. <laughs> yeah. But we kind of heard him have that flavor after he said all the wonderful things about consumer consumers first. He no, took no, no, that no. He didn't too. just say one. That was the issue is, is that he had the best consumer approach of anyone that we've talked to over the past year in asking agents to tell us how consumer friendly. I mean, I wrote an article on Inman about it two years ago. And uh, we still haven't seen and, people that have come through with. Right. And interviewed hundreds and hundreds of agents and talked to them about it. And usually people are like, oh, no, no. And they, they, they don't even understand the line that we're talking about. They are still thinking about customer experience and it's not. And then when someone comes on and tells me that he puts on seminars, seminars to help educate people, helps people upgrade houses, recommends it and loans then, money. Yeah. Like, right. the, like, the, like this integrated offer depot to yeah. help people shop the investor all offers. on the seller side. By the time I got to the buyer side, I was so like, Oh, like I, I was in La La Land. I was like blown away yeah. and I missed it. So, you know, sometimes, you know, um, 
But yeah, so I, I don't know that I don't know that. Well, you, he, you know why? Actually, here's what it is: is he said I give him credit for wrapping uh, it well, not just wrapping it well, but his definition of like even though he said it one way, I think that what he actually does, based on what he does for the consumers on the sell side, I think that there has to be more of what he does for the buyer. And I, I think I probably gave him credit for that. I just. Well, because he also said he does buyer seminars. If they can't, if they if they miss that interview, where do they get it? Do they get it on iTunes? Is yeah, it up on iTunes? All right. So if you go to iTunes and you look for the Solution Real Real Estate Podcast, but there, but it'll pop up. Okay, cool. The thing was is most of my criticism is because there's the general stance in helping buyers is let them search, but he addresses it up front. No, I just because yeah, it, it there was good. Well. Right, he addresses it up front. He says it's not that's not who I am. He still is the pitching that I'm here's but here is my here like here's my valued agent, like all the things, and there's still a lot in that offering that's more than what the standard agent is, but also because he said he did buyer seminars and we didn't talk about those. Yeah. That I have to think that that's an educational piece that we don't hear other people doing that I was giving him more credit for, although we couldn't get to it. So I, I didn't, and maybe, so maybe, maybe not correctly though. I was giving him credit for that because um, maybe, he still but, was giving out the search process, which is something that I think is the largest he, mistake that an agent can make in giving up our. Yeah. But let me uh, correct it. Let me correct my thought on it is mm. he didn't necessarily give it up. He just set the stage for the fact that the consumer might be the one that finds the house. Right? He didn't say, right, I, right, don't, right. I don't actually yeah. help them. He just prepared them so well in the beginning to say, you might be the one that finds the house. And then, of course, we had one of our agents that called us afterwards and they said, I love that line because I just had a client that we closed on and they had it, it got a little sideways towards the end. And the client wrote our agent an email and said, you know, I'm the one that found this house. I dropped it in your lap. It was all me that did this. Well, that's what, but that's why my argument is, is that we need to do more for the consumer. But also I think that they list a lot of houses, so they got to have a lot of pre-listings. I have to think that they're dangling some carrots out there and finding houses that are off market. I agree I mean, I, I was maybe giving them more credit that we didn't get there because we couldn't talk about everything. Because if we could have an interview with a man, you know, someone that's doing a hundred million, like what percentage of the, of their bailiwick do you think we talk about in a half an hour? Uh, four. Right. Exactly. So I was, I was, 4%. I was just more of a, so the analogy I gave to, to Phil was, you know, when LeBron James has four turnovers in a game and that turnovers in basketball is something that's not good. That's going to lead to a lot of losses. He gets away with it because he scores 30 points and he's got nine assists and he's got nine rebounds. So when you're that active and you touch the ball every time down the court and you only, it's not so bad yeah. because you're doing all this other stuff, but still I, so it, looking at the baseball analogies that we used to use where the shift, the Diamondbacks the didn't make the playoffs. Phil. I know it. Right, right. Like they got boring to watch as soon as they were out. As soon as you like, started talking about them. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> I'm the I'm the catalyst here. Sorry, it was my I caused the walk off home run in the bottom of the ninth when we were at the Rockies. That really was the the deal. And so, the one in L.A. Uh, went. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that was when we were talking about concessions versus being the kind experience versus the teams that are now doing the shift all the time to improve their 
gameplay. Right? right. And so what we heard from Kenny was a lot of the shift that oh, he's doing. Yeah, to he's shifting for every single batter. Like to me, it was amazing because I was like, how do you know when to shift? Like you're doing so much. Uh, he also said something that was awesome. Okay. Somebody will always be after your market share. That was good. Oh, like, like, can we have a little, can we make a little thing come up over my head that's like, um, like thinking? Yeah. Hmm. Someone is always after your market Well, share. I would say that he definitely had some great scripts. That's true. But that script, what you said is, is I just never looked at it that way. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that, I mean, I don't know that's putting that's the good. consumer I, first. I actually but, have yeah. like, I've got a little bit of leadership envy for how he spoke. He, t- he referenced books <laughs> more than I do. Yeah, but I, my where I was at with him, because I was digging with the books. I was digging. Yeah. I mean, I'm a digger. Um, that I don't know that everybody can read books and succeed. I mean, there's a, the most famous investor of all time. His name, one of the most famous investors, Warren Buffett, does that. But he said that his best skill is – having each day a hundred great ideas and his ability to focus all of his attention on the best one. And that what I see from people reading too many books, that the knowledge is good, but quoting Jim Rohn is knowledge without action is worthless, right? That the, it's the action it's and his ability to take his value out of the book, apply it to his business. Right. But That's that, but magic. you and I both not know, I mean, do. we are on a, I'm going to call it on a journey okay. for learning how to do Instagram to how to oh. use Instagram in our business. Right. Right. Because it's, uh, I guess maybe, I don't know. Can we get a poll from the audience? How many out there, uh, are actively using Instagram, um, yeah, how many are using Instagram, and what is your Instagram handle? Yeah, right. I'm going to put mine. I think my Instagram handle is Phil Sexton. I'm going to type that in. Instagram. What's yours? I think Jeff Seabuck. Phil Sexton, and then I'm going to do... J-E-F-F. Is it G-O-E? Just kidding. <laughs> Jeff Seabuck. <laughs> G-O-E. go Seabuck team. Yeah, okay. Good deal. We got yeah, a bunch right, of them. Continue. Yeah. All right, so... um. You could read it in a book, how to do Instagram. You can listen to Gary V's podcast, how to do Instagram. Mm-hmm. But uh, I started the journey earlier this year in, because it was one, I don't even remember. This was one of the things on my, uh, each year we put together a business plan. Target list. Yeah. And like, you know, in 2013, I wanted to become a listing agent. Well, this year I wanted to, I wanted to integrate Instagram into starting it to create leads. Right, like we're connections. Still, you mean connect, relationships? Relationships and leads. Yes. No, I, I to me, it's a marketing platform, and I wanted to learn how I can help sell houses. And earlier this year, I helped one of the agents that we coach um, generate thirty people for an open house through Instagram, and she double sided the house from one of the leads that came in the house. So we're getting there because it wasn't, um, 
it wasn't easy. But that's that's why Kenny gets so much credit. Let's get back to Kenny. But it's why he gets so much credit for his ability to be like this book and then this book and then this book and and this is what I, I got. And yeah, and this is what I, I got. And this it. is how I applied it. Yep. And this is why I'm staying relevant. And I just don't know that everybody has that skill set. I don't. I can't. Um, I think of the books that I read. I'm more still on the Darren Hardy book compound effect. Yeah. It's a good one. And, and how to integrate that into like, for instance, the thing I got from Darren Hardy that I think is most relevant on this was that we spent as agents need to spend the most time prospecting, presenting or negotiating. And he said four hours a day and that that became my goal. And right. I was really busy. Yeah. No, and it worked. <laughs> and it worked. Yeah. So we got, I got to averaging over four hours a day prospecting, presenting, or negotiating. And fortunately, what happens when you do that is your business hockey sticks. Yeah. That's a. Uh, he did it through hey, knocking you, on doors, though, and we didn't do it that way. We did enough. it through marketing. How did you, uh, let's see here. How do I set this up? How do you spend four hours a day doing those things when sometimes the rest of the activities wrapped around those things take more than the amount of time you have in the day? It's focus. Focus. But this is a common question that I get when uh, I taught a technology class for the brokerage. And one of the questions that came from the audience is, I don't have I don't have the time. Oh, that's a great one. I love that conversation. You want to go there? That's what I'm just saying. Like you're talking about taking four hours to prospect, present, and negotiate. Great, but I got to do eight hours of this other stuff. I'm going to take. You I'm going to take the good word of Mr. Kenny Claus, our previous guest. Yep. Because what did he say? I don't have the time. Okay, that's what he said. I don't have the time to go learn about how what I don't know. Okay. He said, that's what everybody thinks and that's what everybody feels and that's what everybody says because you don't understand the value of that. You're not giving that information enough credit, time, or I'll go, let me we'll go story time. So it's two so guys. So there you were. So there I was. And I was at blogging class in 2008. Was I teaching it? No, right, mm -hmm. no, you, you were, you were, you were about maybe nine months later in the blogging okay, story. Good. Yeah. Good, you good. came in later. Don't worry. I went to blog the first blogging class. Cause I think that this is that specific. You don't have time to blog. Yeah. You don't have time to Instagram. Uh -uh. You don't no. have time to Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but, but I mean, just as a single practitioner, I remember going to blogging class and the instructor who was a tech guy was like, you need to spend about an hour to two hours a day blogging. And I looked at the guy. I mean, he was a, seemed like a really smart guy. I mean, he was tall, um, well-fed, and <laughs> like me, baby. <laughs> and uh, he's like, no, it's just that easy. Like, you just wake up, and I'm like, you don't get it. We're realtors. Right, like we got shiny object syndrome. There's, well, we got work to do. We got work. We to got do. houses. We got to stuff to do. Yeah. yeah, you have to come to the appreciation of the thing that you're going to take time to do. What was yours? What was she saying in your class? That she I don't didn't have, have time, time to do to social media. 
do, let's call it social media. What was it? Right. It's about making videos at that moment. Okay, making no. videos. Oh, yeah. And the question came like this. Do you have demographics of who is consuming content on Facebook or Instagram? Oh. Is how the question started. <laughs> and so then I approached well, it with this because your Because your client, I, I just, this I, belief. the question means that you don't believe your clients are there. Yes. And no, no, no. The question. And he no, but that's me. it. Is, is that first they want to disprove that it can't work for them. So then it's easy to not believe that I should put that much time in because my people aren't there and I don't get any business from it. So it's not going to work. Sometimes that's true. You got to have your BS meters. Sometimes that's true. Yeah. I'm that's, but, but we're talking, well, I, I, I also felt that way about Instagram two years ago and three years ago. But the reality is, is that when I'm going out looking at who's commenting and stuff on there, that that, that audience is getting older, right? Like when yeah, I, you like, mean the client that just responded to you and said, yeah, uh, thank the, you for the mid fifties client that just commented on, uh, it's great to see you on Instagram. And I was like, you're on Instagram. You're on it. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> you're on Instagram. Holy cow. We're, yeah. we're there. Yeah. yeah, like it's Marie, they call it crossing it, it, it the chasm. Black, Marie, so yeah, it already turned said, black. Yeah, sorry, my man. Okay. Welcome back. Next time. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the what it is. Is that the agent does not believe that that lead source will produce leads that will make money for them? Because if they did, it's why when we talk about right. the web, why everybody is in dismay and they're like, it, it, it we we can't get the money out. But then you know. Last year, we generated a million dollars in commissions for her agents and for ourselves from the web. So it's just here's what it is: is everybody wants it to happen too fast. That's True. why Gary. Patience. That's why Gary V is so wonderful. But it's hard because the word patience doesn't include the failure that leads to the wasted time. Okay. Meaning that because it's why I wrote, I'm writing the book called Rule of Eight is because unfortunately you can spend a lot of time doing something, but you are doing it incorrectly to create quality leads. And that is the most frustrating thing about agents trying to learn new technologies to learn is that they don't, they run into pitfalls and trouble and they start it's like us with instagram we started down a path yeah we did and it guess what happened that path that we started i mean four years ago is what kathy's saying kathy says i remember when i first asked you if you were on instagram do you phil remember what you said to me about four years ago i probably said i'm not 12. (laughs) (laughs) That's just me guessing what my response would be to you, Mm, Kathy. Thank you for the comment. Thank you. Yes. Look, I think I can show her comment on there. There it is. I remember I asked if you were on Instagram. Do you, Phil, remember what you said to me about four years ago? I can't wait for you to tell me what I said to you. I hope it was polite. Yeah. But um, that is, um, you know, it's. But it's changed, right? Like, that's the thing is I actually had in that same class, I had a lady that said, well, uh, about one of the pieces of advice that I gave, she said, yeah, but that advice 
it, you used to say this over here. And I go, you're absolutely right. I used to say that. I used to say that over there. But now I say this here because it's changed. Right. And you have to be able to adapt and change and move. And I think that's why you're now on Instagram and you weren't on Instagram four years ago, even though it was there. Well, I'm just so into the OTT, right? Like the um, on their time technology, right? OTT on over the top, over the top, over on on their their time. time. Okay. On their T-H-E-I-R time T-I-M-O-T-T. Not over the top. The T. I think that no, well, whatever. <laughs> anyway, same. but um, same, but it's shooting, but it's fun to look at pictures. Most people are, are viewers, right? Like they're not participators on it, but there's it, it, it's growing rapidly, and I'm you know working hard, right? It's, but the problem, but to, to integrate it to your story is, is that no, oh, well, Kathy told me what I said, we can see no lead source coming from it that we can track. Because we were, weren't doing it well. Right. Yeah. Right. We spent no time because it's the it's the the egg and the chicken. True. It's the egg and the chicken is I'm not going to put any time because I'm not getting any leads from there. But I think that, it, you know, as we started to see uh, other businesses be successful and when you you see the amount of, of lookers there and as they age, I just it's coming. I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like people are are tiring of Facebook because it, there's too, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's too, too many ads or too many, whatever it is. The challenge for realtors is that they use that excuse for every new technology out there. It's, I don't want to do videos. I mean, I was just with an agent, a new agent on the team. And my first uh, meeting with her as a business strategy is I asked her to shoot a story time video of herself. And it's funny because you know, we're technology people. So we would like, we like to give forward, give oh. people technology tasks to, to help them help themselves because they have to get more. The only way you can learn technology is by actively using it. Right. Like the only way you can learn where a checkbox is on a website is by using checkbox, using websites enough to know. Yeah. Right. Great tip coming. Go ahead. What is that little uh, gear icon look like? What does that gear icon do on every website these days? settings right but settings. when you're using it over and when you're using the technology is how you start to recognize that stuff but anyway continue. but anyway so i said well can we let i want you to shoot a video i want it to be about yourself i want it to be a story time video and i want it to be less than a minute and a half and i realized that i gotta start telling agents it's got to be one second because no matter what it's always i'm sorry 30 seconds because it's always gonna be three times as long as i tell them that, yeah nice you know it's uh that's just the average but anyway and honestly, her story was so freaking good. I was Thanks. super impressed. Yeah, it was. I mean, I helped her in trying to get it down inside a minute and a half. And she left the best part of the story at the end, which her video was approaching four and a half minutes. I'm like, like, you got to lead. Yeah, you got to lead that. Like, you got to get the thing up front. But he was talking about naked people in the pool at closing and who doesn't want to talk about naked people in the pool at closing? Like, is, that might be the tagline of this whole podcast. Right. Today. Learn how that, that can teach yeah. you how to do better video. <laughs> but, Shanley, mark that time. But, the, okay. but the, insta- the interesting thing was that, but see how I sold the video, right? Because she was telling the story first and you were kind of, I was like, 
And I said to her, you know, she's like, well, can I text you the video? And I'm like, you know, you can try, but if you text a video of four minutes and four minutes and 23 seconds long, I'm never going to get it. And she's, you know, anyway, but they're just trying to learn though, because in agents today need to be in helping their consumers in helping them prove their value, use technology. They need to learn these tools. And the, um, she, it was funny because she shot the video with her big, beautiful face right up front. And I was like, how awesome. So then I turned to her and I said, Hey, um, when you shoot videos of houses, who's in, what do you shoot them of? And she's like, of the house. I'm like, are you in them? And I'm, she's like, no, I'm like, you're going to be now. <laughs> and, but it's funny that it's just that there's just little things with, I'm sorry, I'm on a tangent. All right, about video, so, let me, so Jim asked the question. Who's, okay. Jim, who's Jim Mitchell? You mean our most oh, loyal I, viewer? I, thanks, like Jim. The, just kidding. Yes, the most, <laughs> I thought it was me, your dad. Oh, right. that Jim? Yeah. No. So Jim Mitchell says, thinking about Instagram and the user base, a quick Google search states that there's 1 billion Insta users, 80% come from outside of the US, 59% of those Instagrammers in the US are under 30. Mark, marketing to that demographic is different than marketing to the Gen Xers. Agree slash disagree? Question mark. Yeah. All right. So Instagram, What? when was that? In your little Google search, does it say the date on the search and when that study was tested? Because my thing is that I think it's rapidly moving upstream is what I think. Okay. Like I think that that data is getting old fast, but even 60% – Right, I was just going to do the math. Sixty percent of the users are under thirty. Yeah, sixty percent of the users, right, in the U.S. Okay. are under right. 30. So all of Kylie Jenner's one point five or one hundred and fifteen million followers are all under thirty. But my point is, is there's still fifty million that are over. Yeah. So eighty so percent come from outside the U.S. So What's that a means billion? Twenty percent of a billion is two hundred million. Is that a billion? Two hundred million. Okay. Uh huh. Forty that percent. That's eight. Eighty million. Eighty million are over thirty on Instagram. We have eighty million. Right. Eighty. People. Eighty million. But I and I'm saying that Grandpa Louis, probably not on Instagram. Louis, ninety-five year old Grandpa Louis. I'm not. not on I, don't, I don't think he's, he's on, not on the internet. Jeff. Yeah. Okay. Like he doesn't have. No, but his grandson is. True. Okay. His, so, but Jim to, is Jim is giving you more numbers. June of 2018 is the stat. The perfect. That's Instagram but, owns, but as we break data. it down, it's is we're oh, it's their own data. We're I'm still in the the, the number that Mauricio uh, slowly extracted there, and that there's 80 million vis visitors in the U.S. over the age of 30. Right, like that sounds like a lot of people. Uh, you know, and your client who's over the age of 30 that said, I enjoy watching you. She's on one Instagram of the 80 million. Is one of the 80 million. Yeah. Right. But I, but I mean, to me, you, where you're looking at, right. Number two and number three <laughs> of the uh, four and five. Million. Yes. Oh, yeah, we got a couple. No, more. they're not over 30. Oh, dude. I'm not over. Oh, oh, son of a bitches. <laughs> <laughs> now I hate you more. Okay, good. <laughs> right. But that's what it is, is that. Uh, so then my point would be that actually, thanks, Jim, for the stat for making my point that there's, 80 million visitors, right? So considering that we're old. the top fifth, we're fifth in population, 
mean right. Phoenix metropolitan right. area? Right, right. Yeah. So there's, you know, uh, let's see, there's 335 million people in America, right? Divided by, there's 5 million people in Phoenix. So we have 6% of the population. So 80 million, 800 million, 80, 80 million, million times, times 6.7%. 6, 7. 5 million people? That doesn't sound right. Well, that's what the numbers are, but okay. But I, that's what I'm saying is, is, but there's a lot, uh, but it's just, even if my data is wrong, there's a lot of people over 30 using Instagram. Yeah. A lot. I, we, I think we have, at the, I, we think we're, I think we're all in agreement. Yeah. All right. Good. So does our marketing message change? <laughs> uh, kind of. Uh, the channel is what changes your marketing message because not all messages work the oh, same depending on what channel you're using. The answer is 100% does our marketing message change depending on what platform because we're using. Because I want to take what you just said and make it right for the audience to listen to. <laughs> Perfect. Translate. <laughs> well, what you said was 100% accurate, but I had I I articulated, but I don't know that it, I I know what you say. Let's hear what I said. You said it's because of the channel. Yeah, no, that's I'm like, what does that mean? You said, you said, well, yeah, it's different because you got to articulate your message to the channel that you're you're trying to reach. Oh, right. So if you're using Instagram, people communicate differently on Instagram than they do in email. Right. Okay, but even that, we like, because this is the hard part that, and I, I can't take I, an email that I sent. I can't take a blast email that I sent to somebody and take a picture of it and post it on Instagram and expect the same results. Well, I mean, here's the thing is, is realtors have been or maybe I subject. You know, we haven't tried that. Realtors have been subjected. Checking in. Post that as a picture on Instagram and yeah. see what we get. Yeah, right? Like, Instagram is brutal. Brutal. In taking messages that work on other platforms. Because I heard Gary Vee say it over and over and over and over and over, mm-hmm. over, over again. Yet when we tried to start our Instagram platform, we came out what we thought worked crushed. And we've changed it 17 times. times. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> like yeah, every week in marketing, right? Like, yeah. like trying to figure out the message in Instagram to speak to that. Because he's like, you got to talk to that audience a certain way. And you kind you think you can pick it up, but it's... Ooh. God, it's been hard, right? But and and worse yet, though, realtors are thinking that they can outsource a company for thirty dollars a month to post stuff to Instagram, and they think that that's get, like, unfortunately, that's bull. Yeah, like I'm. That's why. That. That's why they're. But that's why the ladies throwing crap at you at the meeting, saying it doesn't work, which because it. She threw no crap. She just asked the question. Okay, she. She says, well, I don't... I'm a very literal It's person. not time? What did she say? What was her question? Her question, no, about things changing. You used to say that having your having it done... I was talking about the works. question before that. Oh, the time. The, the time. time question. Yeah, the yeah, time question. I, or, 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 do you have stats that my people are even on there? Ish. That, Jim Ish. Mitchell does. I don't have the time because I don't have the time to just go after this unless you can promise me it's going to work. No. Can I get a guarantee, Jeff? Will you guarantee me that if I email, that I put a database together, I'll get more business? That I can. Will you guarantee me if I email them that I'll get more business? If if we help you with it. Will you guarantee that if I, right? Like that's what almost what people are expecting before they take the risk to well, go we, down a we path. We just use a different approach is that we do it and we're selling a lot of houses doing it and you can we can show you our lead sources and this is, 
Yeah. And you can do it too. And you can do it too. Right. So, so I think we got a little bit sidetracked in today's episode. Like yeah, it was way actually off. Yeah. an episode about thanking Kenny Kloss and uh-huh. recapping the the wonderful things that he's doing for consumers. Um, I learned a lot from it. I think that I grew a lot from it. And so thank you, Kenny. I appreciate it. I, I'll tell you one thing that I took from that, from his interaction that I want to get better at. Right. Because there was a lot of things that I learned was um how he skillfully and was prepared to answer questions in the listing appointment. Like he knew like how they shifted from like, cause it started when you, you started giving the comments about, you know, somebody's always trying to take your market share and now he has eye buyers and now he's pitching off offer depot, offer depot. And then that's now a, he called program. a program that they offer. And then to back it up, handling those scripts is just like to his credit. I mean, he's just ahead of most of us in the game. And it's clear why he's, a you know, that not as he just, not only is he just a market expert, but he, he's delivering at many levels. Sounds like he's pretty good at business. Really good. Yeah. Well done, sir. Mm-hmm. So that's today's episode. Monday. Oh, wow. Mercy and the, the Steelers room. won. And the Steelers won. And yeah. I, I even saw him post a clip from the Steelers, like the best stiff arm of the year. Did oh, by far. Absolutely. That was great. He just pushed that guy over oh, and then I, ran around. Well, though. here's the thing, though, is, is um, you know how sometimes that there's going to be comments about what you do before or against what you do when you do it? Okay. Yeah. Ish. So That's my comment about that is, is it's not fair. Did you see the post? Yeah, I watched the video. That the offensive player can grab the face mask and use it to his advantage, and there's no flag. Whereas the defensive guy, if he brushes the face mask, he gets a flag. I think it's not he was, fair. And he went to the head. It was a blow to the head, Phil. They're, just, they're now flagging the, the sacking of the quarterback when they don't even touch the head as a violent with a flag, but yet a six foot five guy that weighs 300 pounds can go to the defender and smack him in the head, grab his face mask, and more like, great job. <laughs> like that, that's just not right. It's not the refs. They're just like, the rules. So the cops are the, the bad rules. people. No, it's the lawmakers. The lawmakers. The, lawmakers. the amount of flags that are on that field is ridiculous. Like, but that's just me. They're trying to lose their share. Of the public, somebody's viewer. after market share. Soccer's <laughs> coming, baby. Let's go. <laughs> There's not a lot of yellow cards, but uh, hey, happy Wednesday. Adios, thanks, guys. Thank you, Thank you for listening to the solution hosted by Jeff Seabock and Phil Sexton. Stay up to date by following us on soundcloud.com forward slash ask Jeff and Phil or download the Apple Podcast app and search for the solution hosted by Jeff Seabock and Phil Sexton. You can find links to all of our social media platforms in our description, including a Facebook group link to the solution presented by Ask Jeff and Phil. If you have questions, please leave a comment below, and we will answer those questions on Facebook Live, Mondays and Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Mountain Standard Time.